Solidarity. Solidarity is very interesting. Being single is interesting. I think before I even start out this episode, <laughs> I got stood up today. I got stood up, made some amazing dinner, picked out a nice bottle of wine. I'm two martinis in. But I think the thing about solidarity is that I could be stood up and not give a fuck. I don't care. I have no emotional attachments to nobody. I'm a free bird. And if you would have rewinded this about six months ago, maybe even eight months ago, I couldn't be alone. I couldn't stand to be alone. I constantly had to be around people. And then I had a moment of clarity. Now I want to be alone. Now I want to go to dinner by myself. Have a drink by myself. Shit, I'm fucking dating myself. My name is Drayden Cruz. And welcome to My Vicious Love. Man, so I am in the beautiful city of San Diego. So I'm actually, I have dual citizenship right now. I'm living in San Diego, living in LA, working. I have, oh, it's crazy. So I have a business and I have a job. So it's wild. I've been mentored, you know, my my mentor, because I have a mentor. I told him, I was like, you know what? I have a lot of free time. I want to make more money. I want to double my income, like, I want to fucking show up. This man's worth a lot of money. And I said, yo, how can I make more money? You know what he told me? Get a job. <laughs> and I was like, what? Get a job? What do you mean get a job? He's like a smart business person, smart entrepreneur. Instead of sitting there jumping through loops and trying to... Or, jumping through hoops and trying to figure shit out. Well, simply just get, go try to find a six figure job. So that's exactly what I did. Making very good six figures, making money on the side. I'm killing it right now. But all that wouldn't have been possible if I'd been alone. I don't think, I don't think I would be able to do what I'm doing right now if I was in a relationship. I have I, I do too much. My days are too busy. I'm 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 just constantly doing something. I'm either on the road or in my apartment in LA or in my you know in San Diego on a job site you know working a gig. There's constantly so many things going to a meeting. I don't have time to date. I don't have time for people anymore. I make time for people. I don't have time for people, but I make time for people. So for the people that I care for, the my family, my friends. If it's a genuine connection, shit, I even have to schedule sex. You know, I don't fucking, I don't, okay, yeah, there's some random moments <laughs> when I'm in San Diego. There's those random moments, but they're random moments. If it don't, if it don't hit the quota, it's not happening. And I think right now, I don't want to be with anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to talk, I, I don't care too much about people right now and not in the aspect of like I'm a loner and I just want to just I hate everyone it's just I'm in 
I'm falling in love with myself again. You know, I grew a fucking mustache. I have long hair. My sex drive is higher than ever. I'm working out. I'm caring about myself. I'm doing me. Me time. All about me. And I don't, I don't find that to be selfish at all. One bit. Because I learned how to walk by myself again. I had to relearn and restructure myself to walk down the yellow brick road without the Tin Man, without the Scarecrow, without the fucking Cowardly Lion and Toto and fucking Dorothy. I'm walking this motherfucker by myself. I'm, I'm walking differently. And I now find time to do things that are good for me, that make me happy. Like it's it's crazy, you know. Even when I when when I talk to my vendors or when I'm on a business call, I'm so calm now. I talk to people, I'm so calm with the things that I do now. I don't rush things. I take my time. Like the art of seduction, but in the workplace. And a lot of the time we have to travel down the road less that people don't want to fucking travel on. The road less traveled. People don't want to walk alone. They don't want to be by themselves. When we break up, when we're, when we're in a relationship, we get codependent with our partner. You get extremely codependent, right? And then when you break up, you find other people to be codependent with. And that fucking cycle continues because you're codependent. Right? But then you get to a point where you shouldn't be codependent. You got to take that fucking Huggies diaper off and learn how to do shit by yourself. Reconnect with the world. Reconnect with people. Reconnect with life. You know, I've always, after a breakup, I've always traveled the world. I've always traveled everywhere. You know, my passport's expired. And I have, like, I have to jump through loops right now to get it. And all I want is my passport back. So I can hop on a plane and go wherever the fuck I want. And I answer to nobody. You know, right now, it's like, yeah, I have a schedule. I have a pretty tight schedule right now. But come December, I don't have a tight schedule. Come January, I don't have a tight schedule. I have some things I have to do, but my schedule is pretty free. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking travel. I'm going to go see the world through the eyes that I used to have before I got into a fucking relationship. Before I was with someone else sharing my life with. I was a free bird. Right? I was a fucking just just a fucking falcon just killing it in life. And then I grew a heart. I fell in love. And then I went down the shithole. Because we go down, that shit happens to us. We go down the shithole. And as you could tell, I'm pretty fucking amped up right now. And I'm talking a different way because I am, I'm just coming into myself again. Right? This is me coming into myself. This is me reconnecting with myself, reconnecting with my past, 
reconnecting with my life. I go to bars by myself. You know, my favorite thing to do is go to the most expensive hotel in the city, looking like fucking either dog shit or dressed up and getting a martini with a side of french fries and just sitting there listening to people talk, watching the crowd, going to the Ritz-Carlton, going to the Montage, going to the Hotel Del Coronado or the Terranea, Santa Barbara, the Omni, like I'm, I'm going, or I'll get a room too and just ve- I veg out. I, I don't need to impress anybody. I don't tell anybody I do these things. It's just what I like to do. This is my single man behavior. Let's go to a fancy place and have a drink because I'm a fancy bitch. And that's important to me. I go to the movies by myself. I go to dinner by myself. And not once. If I want to go eat somewhere, I just go do it. I don't sit there and need someone to hold my motherfucking hand anymore to go do anything. It's because even though there were people around me in my healing process, I spent the most of the time by myself, crying in my bed, not eating, drinking myself to sleep, but I was alone. And when the nights got so hard, that's when I made the phone calls to people. That's when I called someone, when I called for my lifeline. And I was like, yo, I don't think I could do it tonight. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this until you better come hold me. You better come cradle my motherfucking ass. You better cradle me good because I'm going to cry in your arms. And I'm glad I did that too. Because now when I meet people, when I meet random fucking people, I'm vulnerable with them right off the bat. I'm so myself when I meet people. I'm so authentically myself when I meet people out on my on my own now. When I go to Vegas or when I go to fucking Phoenix or when I, even in San Diego right now, I'm meeting so many new people. No. I'm going to North Carolina next next month. I'm going to Tampa. You know, I'm going to go to Nashville again. Like, I'm traveling. I'm going to go do what I do. Probably jump on a plane, go to the Philippines. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do, but all I know is I'm going to do it. And when I go there, I'm going to meet people. And if I don't meet people, I'm going to go do solo shit. I'll go to the museums by myself. Solidarity. Walking that path of righteousness in a whole different way now. But we, we, we don't know. Because you have to find that inner peace. Loving yourself is so important. You know, right now, I don't have any Botox. I have no filler in my face. I just, I just recently got a spray tan, right? Just got a spray tan. Because you know what I wanted? I wanted to look in the mirror and love the person that I saw in the mirror. I wanted to love them. I wanted to look at myself every single day with the wrinkles or the creases or whatever. And I wanted to love the person that was looking at in the mirror. No filter. Just fucking myself. That's all I wanted. And that's what I've been doing. My life isn't superficial right now. It's getting a little bit. I'm allowing it to be superficial now. 
because I love myself again. So guess what? Give my car a tune-up, motherfucker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some paint on the car. I'm going to give it some new rims. You want to know why? Because I've been working my ass off. I've been working my motherfucking ass off to make the money that I'm making right now. I'm making... I'm literally making what... what, what I'm making a dual income right now. I'm making two salaries right now. I'm making the money... The money that I wanted... To us, me and my ex-partner to have together, like I'm making that money now. Right? I remember him telling me, You're gonna need me. You're gonna need this money I'm gonna make. I make my I make our life so much easier. Whatever you don't take care of, I take care of. Okay. That went to shit. So guess what? I had to figure it out. Right? It wasn't much, but I figured it out. I figured it out that and more. Because I allowed my, I, 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 I went to go ask for help. I went to go ask for the mentorship. I went to go ask for that, that advice. By one of the richest motherfucking people I know. The richest man I know. I went straight to him and I said, you know what? I want to, I, I, give me 20 minutes of your time. 20 minutes changed my life but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wasn't by myself if I didn't have to figure out go through the creases go through the cracks right reconnect with myself but also when you're reconnecting you reconnect with your past right you reconnect with friends you didn't haven't talked to in a while you reconnect with the lover or a family member Someone in another country, someone someone you met a long time ago, you reconnect. Especially if you're single. People come out of the... If you start looking good, people come out of the woodworks, let me tell you. But I, I, I haven't thrown... Anybody in my... I haven't slept with anybody in my past. I kept that shit in the past, kept it for a reason. Not, nothing but new people now. You know, if, if, an, if an old lover has been coming up, yeah, I'll go to dinner with them. Yeah, I'll go out to a movie with them. I'm not sleeping with them. I'm I'm not hooking up with any anybody in my past I'm not hooking up with. I just have grown past that. I've grown past them and it's okay and I told them, "Look, I'm still I'm attracted to you, but I don't want to have sex with you. I'm not attra- I'm not sexually attracted to you anymore." I don't take it wrong with I still find you attractive. I'm just not sexually attracted to you anymore. I I I I I'm attracted to different things now. I don't want to go out and party. I don't want to fucking go on a drinking bender with you. I don't want to do drugs. You know? I don't want to do that sus, sketchy shit. I don't want to do it. It's not who I am anymore. I know what I like now. I know what I know what I crave. I know what I'm into. I know what I like sexually. I know what I want to talk about. I came into my power. And we forget that in that time of healing, how much power we can get, how important it is in that clarity, right? In the clarity, in, in, in between the lines, when the lines begin to blur, that's when you find yourself rewalking those paths, right? We know, we know how to play the game. 
we know we we know what's going on. Like a lot of us try to pretend like we don't know what's going on, but literally life is a game sometimes. And if you play the game, if you've played the game so many times, right, you know how to beat the game. You you find different ways to reinvent yourself. To how how to walk how to walk faster how to get that it's like going to Disneyland right. I'll go to Disneyland and I know how to walk through all of Disneyland in two hours, like just walking. I know the shortcuts. I know the long ways. I know the ins and the outs. I know how to take two hours, 30 minutes, 45 minutes at Disneyland. I know how to take 10 hours at Disneyland. But why do we always have to be in a rush? Enjoy it. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm not living fast. I'm living really slow. I'm taking one day at a time. I'm planning ahead of time. But I'm savoring my life. Because it's important to savor your life. It's important to be okay with being by yourself and facing your demons. And when my friends call me and they need some advice or they need they need a, a shoulder to cry on, I'm there for them. But I immediately tell them, you want me to you want me to be a, your shoulder, right? Yeah, okay. You want to cry to me, right? Okay. Let me know when you want some advice. Let me know when you want some feedback. Let me know when you want me to love you unconditionally and unfiltered. And 100% of the time, they tell me, tell me it how it is right now. And I used to think that my blunt honesty was one of my negative traits. But I realized that that's my superpower. That's where I thrive in is honesty. Because I choose not to live a lie. Do you know... My family got a whim. I can't believe I'm going to fucking do this right now. That I was going to talk about a couple subjects in my in my personal life because right now I'm on my journey right now. I'm on a journey. Right? I'm 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 on a fucking road of recovery right now. And I wanted to talk about some really painful memories. Ones a lot of people don't want to talk about. And I finally want to talk about mine. About the abuse. And let me tell you how some of my family members met me. Um, are you are you sure that happened? You know, you were a kid. Is that what you remember? Uh, maybe something else happened, and maybe it didn't happen that way. How do you know for sure? Or if you talk about this. I'm not going to stop whatever happens. And I mean this in a way of like, it was a threat. Like one of my family members actually threatened me 
about something that happened within my family, not with to me, but within my family. And I remember, and granted, I was like, you know what? I owe this to my family. I, you know, to some of the family members that this might affect, I need to tell them that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let some shit off my chest. That was the biggest motherfucking mistake of my life was letting somebody know I was going to fucking talk the truth. Because, right, some people have not cured, like, fucking healed from their traumas. Or they don't want people to know shit. They want you to just, they'll gaslight you and run you in circles and make it seem like it's your fault. Like, you did this to yourself. Like, oh, you know, or you need to build a bridge and get over it. It happened a long time ago. You were a little kid. Oh, no, get over it. It's fine. You know, go see a therapist. That's a, that's the big one. Go see a therapist. Go see a professional. No one needs to know. Why, why are you going to talk to people in public about what you're doing? Why, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that to our family? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, are you motherfucking kidding? You think parading certain people in front of me is going to fucking inspire some type of sympathy for your cause one thing that i've learned on this journey is sympathy versus empathy see my ex-fiance used to say i was the most inempathetic person he's ever met that i was stone cold that i grew up on tough love and then I did some research, right? I, I really did some digging on empathy. And I saw that I'm all empathy. I feel for people. I love, I love people. I get sad for people. The one thing I don't do is I don't do sympathy. I don't sympathize for people who fuck up sympathize for people who did shit to themselves that walked into the lion's den willingly who fucked up willingly who who did bad shit willingly i don't sympathize for you i have no sympathy for you i really don't is that a toxic trait i mean i don't fucking know all i know is this is my true self this is where i'm at now as a human as 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 a solo person right when i meet people and, oh, you know, I lost my job and I don't know what to do. And why'd you lose your job? What'd you do? Well, I did. Okay, let's, 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 let's go to the root of the problem. What did you do? I did X, Y, and Z. Okay, so you willingly did this, meaning you, you brought this upon yourself. Okay, so I, 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 I empathize. Like I have empathy. I'm sad. For, I'm sad with you that you lost your job. But I don't sympathize with you because you brought this shit upon yourself. Does that make me a bad person? Does that make people a bad person? Oh, I got a DUI. Okay. I don't sympathize for you. But if you hurt somebody, I feel fuck. I feel sympathy. Uh, for me, sympathy. Like I understand when I want to give people sympathy. I understand when you lost your job or because there was layoffs. Or there's a somebody that's terminally ill or somebody died horribly. 
I have sympathy there. What I don't have is I don't have sympathy for people who do stupid shit. Right? The constant mistakes and oh, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. No, bro. Absolutely not. And so I think now, like walking this walking this new path, right? Because I you know, we all go down so many different roads when we're on uh, you know, as Samuel L. Jackson, the fucking the, the, the fucking right of fucking uh Oh, what guy? What the fuck does he say? The fucking something of righteousness. I can't fucking. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank right now. I think that's my martini. Is uh, the path of the righteous man? There we go. There we go. And you listen to him talk, and then at the end he talks about being stricken down with great vengeance and furious anger. And sometimes I do get furious. And sometimes I do get anger, angry. But I have now found ways to creatively blush that negativity. I read a book. I go for a walk. I jump on a podcast. I started a fucking podcast to try to channel my negativity, to try to you know channel my traumas you know and it's it's going to be wild you know my guests I'm, I'm i'm bringing some pretty pretty cool hitters my my best friend katrina marion who's coming on and we're going to talk about being rich in relationships that woman she she grew up in a trailer park now she's worth half a billion dollars. Right? Why? She's rich in fucking relationships. See, the thing about it is she married into money. But she is money. She is dual part of that fucking, of, of, of her husband. She is the grease that holds him together. And I respect her. You know, she has, she has, she has problems trying to navigate to try to navigate, you know, her, her new life. But I tell her, baby, this is a blessing. So I, I cannot wait to have her on to, to talk about being rich in relationships. Her husband, Joel, he's my mentor. Joel always tells me, Drayden, you know, it's not about what you have in your bank account sometimes. It's about who you have in front of you, who you surround yourself with. That's being rich in relationships. And if, 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 if being rich in relationships is rich, then I'm a fucking millionaire. That's where I've been thriving at because I understand that being fiscally rich isn't everything. It's not what we all think it is. That's why I understand the concept of being rich in relationships. My friend Logan's coming on. Friend Logan is one of the best pit masters in fucking California. It's on Netflix, the whole nine yards. I watched this man start his motherfucking business from his garage to turn it into a million, multi-million dollar fucking barbecue industry, uh, fucking business in three years. I was one of his first clients. My fucking girlfriend, Alexis Amore, she's the queen of porn. She was the queen of porn at one time. Now she makes a killing on OnlyFans. Right? And she doesn't even fuck on camera. 
so there's so many different ways and I'm using this because you know what this is a podcast about love sex and relationships at across all the boards across everything and that's extremely important to acknowledge that you could be rich in all in all angles of life whatever you do whether you're an entrepreneur whether you're a fucking chef whether you're a porn star whether you're a farmer Everyone went down a road to get to where they're at. And a lot of the time, it was by themselves. It was alone. Everyone that's going to come on is going to talk about the, lo- the loneliness and how that affected them. How that road of solidarity affected them. And it's just wild. And I see it. I, I see it with my friends. I see it going out. I see it with people now. You know, when I go out on dates, or even when I just meet people, I'll I'll show you. You know, I'll end on this note. I'm hitting my mark. By the way, this was my this was my first solo cast in months. I was I was nervous at first because like fuck, you know, I I listened to the last one, and I was like, man, I was really emotional. I was really going through it. And now I'm like, man, I got a firecracker up my ass. It's a, it'll be a whole different story now. I'm storytelling now. This, this ain't a fucking sad-ass handwritten book. But like I said, I got stood up tonight. I bought a nice bottle of wine. I made amazing fucking chicken dinner with pasta. Just Just went all out because I don't go on dates very often. And then I got that awkward text like, hey, I can't make it. Something came out, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no worries. So I poured myself a fucking martini. Started watching some Netflix. Was eating my pasta on my couch. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this night go to waste. I'm feeling randy. I want to get off. And I'm going to do my thing. So, I did my thing. Had a good time. Someone came over. Boom. Got my instant release because that's all I wanted from the date anyway. I wanted sex. So, I was like, fuck the date. Might as well just have the sex. Right? This has happened multiple times, which we'll get into later on when we talk about dating. But anything that happened here is because I wanted it to happen. I knew what the end result was going to be. I wanted to get off tonight. Do I, am I sinful for wanting to do that? Absolutely not. Right? Was I trying to jump through loops, cook someone dinner because I wanted to fuck? And it didn't end up happening? Well, I was like, I don't know about you, but I'm getting my rocks off tonight. And I did. And I said, you know what? After this sweet release, I'm going to record my episode. You want to know why? Because that is my vicious cycle. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I cannot wait to tune in with you guys next week.